0: Hello, it is your host, Mariam Ernest, and welcome to the Recovery from Fragmented Families podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you, my wonderful listeners and subscribers, who have been affected by family estrangement, and now you seek out your own journey to emotional recovery, inner healing and self-discovery. This podcast will cover all aspects of family estrangement and we'll dig deeper to uncover the deep seated reasons of why people choose to cut ties with their families for good or why others have been cut off by their families. But most importantly, we will cover how they have made a full recovery from this or at least how to live with it. These conversations will not only inspire you, motivate you and educate you but will also serve as a guide to a life of fulfillment free from anger and resentment by activating your inner strength of resilience and transforming your mindset. We can't wait for you to join us. You are amongst families and friends. So let's get started on this journey. So today I have an amazing guest. Her name is Denise, Denise Taylor. She has Mm -hmm. her own podcast. And what caught my eye about Denise, she was talking about love and pursuit of happiness, Mm -hmm. right? And those words were ring a bell with me. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I'm the person that no matter what's happening around me, no matter what's going on, I choose to cultivate happiness and the mentality that ensures that my happiness is in a in a form of abundance and naturally I was like I've got to get in touch with Denise I have to speak to Denise I have to get Denise here because I know you guys who have gone through family estrangement the one thing I know is sometimes that happiness is like a thing it's not a what do you mean you want me to be happy? Mary, I'm not talking to this person. This person abandoned me. And you're talking about me being happiness. No, I want to stay right here and be angry. I get you. But listen to Denise and see how far we can get with this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Denise, please introduce yourself to my wonderful listeners. Oh
1: my, thank you so much for having me, first of all. It's amazing how the world becomes so much smaller when we decide to make valuable connections like the one uh, that's happening here. I wanna commend you for serving this community, a community that feels probably compromised, less than uncertain. And we all in some respects can relate to estrangement um, simply because oftentimes relationships don't go the way we want. We can have unspoken expectations all the way to just friction and shattered relationships. And so um, you anchoring here to be a light is so empowering and powerful. And so I wanna commend you. My name is Denise Taylor. I am the host of the podcast, Life, Love and the Pursuit of Happiness, um, which really birthed from me believing that we could build a life that we love without apology. We often try to set ourselves up to other people's standards in terms of success. And in like manner, we are faced with challenges often that can be discouraging. They could be relationship. They could be physical challenges. They could be ailments. Um, just something that often stands as an obstacle in the way of our life, or our love, or our happiness. And so what I try to do is be a lifter of voices that brings their experiences to the platform where people can identify Mm. with the struggle and hear the testimony of overcoming and success. And so it's my pleasure to be here to talk about how we can have painful experiences, but not let it dim our light, how we can still find hope and positivity as we decide to truly embrace our life and build it to be one that we love.
0: Oh, I love that, Denise. I love that, you know, to cultivate happiness unapologetically, right? Because often when we go through traumas and dramas and things like that, we can often feel like we need some kind of permission to be happy. Mm -hmm. We almost don't allow ourselves to be happy. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So Denise, have you ever experienced, um, or are you familiar with family estrangement at all?
1: You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because as I think about my own experience, um, I didn't have necessarily the most ideal upbringing, um, though people on the outside looking in always think, that, oh, they must have it great or, oh, they got it going on. But we know all of us who experiencing who are experiencing that disconnect, we know that we've got our own ish to deal with, right? We got our own stuff that we have to deal with. So when I look at Um, the fatherless situation, you know, from being a fatherless daughter, not in the sense of I didn't know who my dad was, I absolutely knew who he was, but he wasn't showing up as strong for me as I would desire, right, and there were so many broken promises as it relates to that, that it created a deficiency in my own understanding of who I am, in like manner, I got the mama issues too, right, And so when you're dealing with the friction that comes from that type of relationship, and now I find myself on the other side where I now have to be a caregiver for my mom who I have to overcome all that baggage and face it head on, the elements of estrangement are like in our face, right? Right. Because oftentimes the benefit or detriment depends on the day, is that I don't have to be bothered with you, right? The benefit of estrangement is when I want to shut it off and not deal with it and exclude myself from it, I don't have to be bothered. But when you have to circle back and that person needs you and you take the heart of God that you have and you force yourself to show up for them, guess what happens? You got to come face to face with your experience and the pain that surrounded Mm -hmm. that. And you got to deal with it because now I can't just turn a deaf ear to it. I can't just walk away from it. It's right there. Mm -hmm. And so now in recent day, by taking that on, it is forcing me to reckon with what I just kind of tried to sweep under the rug and not deal with it, right? Compartmentalize myself and say, how do I just cut myself off from that? And the, the the interesting thing, Miriam, is this, is that all of the while, I was having this successful life. I was having these successful experiences. I was thriving and I still had all that baggage. I still had all that junk. And we oftentimes mistake what people are dealing with as being good because we can't see under the cover, right? So on the outside, people, you know, they see you show up. They see you having um, perspectives of success while all the while behind closed doors, you got a lot of stuff that you're dealing with. And that is why where you're anchoring in right now with the positive mindset Um, And where I anchor in with what I love to call the success superpowers and we'll get into those in just a little bit make a world of difference because you have to transform your thinking and your mindset about it so that you can truly get to a healthy place Mm -hmm. so that you can navigate what you've swept under the rug and you can navigate what you come face to face with and you can navigate what happens behind closed doors. Um, And so I think that, where you're serving in the light that you're shining and how you are being an advocate to say, show up strong for yourself. Um, though you have these extran- estranged experiences, you're still valuable, is a very important place to serve.
0: Oh, thank you for that, that it, it really is. And um, often, I, I think what makes estrangement a little bit more complicated as well is that it's a very hidden thing lot of people don't want to talk about it and in the end they suffer in silence Mm -hmm. and one other thing is it's just because if you tell somebody it's mother's day and someone's like oh how's your mom and you just don't want to get into it how's your dad Mm -hmm. or how's your brother how's your sister how's your grandparents Mm -hmm. and for a lot of people who have experienced estrangement they really try to avoid those conversations not all I'm just saying for some especially when on Mother's Day, when everybody's celebrating their moms on Mother's Day, for example, you had such a, as you mentioned, the story with your mom was quite, it wasn't the most ideal. So I could imagine before where you are now, where you are her caregiver, I wonder what Mother's Day would have looked like for you when in a heat of, in in time when things were quite constrained.
1: Yeah, you know, it's very interesting that you say that because, um, and I'll just be very transparent. I don't show up with those Mother's Day posts. I don't celebrate it that same way. Um, I show up knowing what is the right thing to do and making myself do it. And what I am working through is how to remove the pain I feel. Um, It's almost like, to your point, Mm -hmm. The moments I needed to be present, I kept them isolated to this definitive time frame. Okay, I got to go, I got to do, I got to be for this weekend or for this event or, and it, it didn't permeate right? So I had to train myself to create a regimented schedule. Like I am going to call once a week. I am going to do, like I had to Mm -hmm. force myself into changing my perception and my feelings towards that. Mm -hmm. um whole situation but it's funny you talk about Mother's Day because um this past Mother's Day it was very apparent to me Mm -hmm. like yeah that's not I'm not led to do that you know where other people are saying you know that's my mama that's the I I just am not I'm not there yet I am working through my experiences and what I am thankful for what I am thankful for when I think about the estrangement that I have had to deal with is that I still had a relationship with God that created a moralistic and value basis for myself Mm -hmm. to know what's the right thing to do. What is the right thing to do, how to show up the right way, how to serve the right way, how to be present the right way. And sometimes you have to begin with forced obedience before it becomes pleasure. You have to begin with the actions of making yourself do what it is that you know is the right thing to do so that you can grow into it right Mm -hmm. so that you can grow into those behaviors and patterns and Mm -hmm. i'll just be very transparent that's that's kind of where i am Mm -hmm. so when i talk about the success um superpowers, which for me, I believe that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has given us power and we have to embrace our power and go. So when I talk about the success superpowers, mm-hmm. they are the way that I train myself to get to the point of it being the pleasurable thing to do. Right. So the first one is this.
0: Yes. I was just about we to have- ask you, can you name, <laughs> yes. you mentioned the superpowers earlier and I think I need to get the names these superpowers yeah. so and I think sometimes when we give that information of what the superpowers when we give them the name some it will make you'll click in somebody's mind of what they need to do so if yeah. you can run down to me these superpowers and I'm going to be making notes by the way okay Absolutely. And and
1: again, the reason why I call them superpowers is God gave us power and he's going to supernaturally help us, right? Mm. So it's not just all relied upon ourselves. It's not all within ourselves because as I said, sometimes we have to force ourselves to obey until it becomes pleasurable. But what I have found in all the other aspects of my life, what I have found is when I do these things, I yes. can grow and become successful in it. So they're not just isolated to this one path of life. No. You can take these and apply them to every area of your life. And today we're specifically talking about being uh, dealing with family estrangement. So I am saying these will work for that too. Okay. And I am here as a testimony to you to say, I'm working these for my own benefit and good right now based on the experience that I had. So number one is this. We have to see ourselves successful. Okay. The reason why that's important is it forces us to look for the shining star in our experience. What does great look like? Yes. What does a great relationship look like? What does a healed heart look like? What does re- reconciliation look like? What mm-hmm. does me as a successful person dealing with the scenarios that I have to deal with look like, right? And once we understand what it looks like, we can begin to train our mind to pursue that which is the goal. And so we have to see ourselves successful. One of the things that I once heard... um, A really great preacher say is that we have to visit the visit our future on the canvas of our imagination, we have to begin to create the image, the perspective of what a healthy relationship looks like, and it may not be a healthy relationship in the context of where there's a fracture but it's a healthy relationship in the context of the relationships that i have right because we bring all this baggage of our experiences to every place that we show up and so while i may not be able to go back and completely re-engage or completely reignite with the fractured relationships the distanced relationships the disconnected relationships I can absolutely look at the relationships that I value and mm. see them successful and see how I want to show up for them and absolutely. make that my
0: goal and my mark. It's good that you mentioned when it comes to success, you have to visualize that success. What does it look like in terms of how do you want your heart to feel like? How do you want your mental state? To? What does the success in these feel like? Mm-hmm. I know for myself, when I went through family estrangement, I was pretty angry my heart wasn't light as a feather I'll call it it was lead because whenever I felt or think about the circumstances and the people it felt heavy and often it felt like I had something in my stomach so I, I never wanted to experience that for a long time and I knew and believe me I tried to bury that and although on the outside I was focusing on other things and I'm getting on completely fine I knew there was something that was was trying to come up to the surface, because again I hid behind the I hid behind the estrangement. I said I don't care, good riddance. I don't want to see them again. Um, I'm happy. Leave me alone. And when I had my guest the previous week, he said sometimes estrangement is a is a form of um, a rebellion. You're trying to re- you 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 know you are rebelling against difficult emotions yourself, and that's the stage that I was at. And what I decided to do was to meditate. But the reason why I meditate, I guess when you're saying you're, you're seeking higher consciousness, prayer mm-hmm. from God, I often find in stillness, sometimes we get that guidance, whether however some refer their God to be, I find mm-hmm. that we get that higher guidance when we believe in big. Uh, some people call it the universe, whichever way you call it, but I, as long as you believe in in bigger. And I remember thinking every time I'm in that moment of stillness, I almost have this, it just, this estrangement keeps coming up. It keeps coming up to my awareness all the time. I'm sitting and trying to meditate and visualize my future. And I whoop, that circumstance pops in my head. I'm like, not today. Instead, I stopped fighting that. So I embraced that. In a moment of stillness, I would wait to come into my awareness. I won't judge. I would just let it pass. I start journaling about it. And actually, this is mm-hmm. why I am today, because of this particular experience. And then I became an observer of my own experiences, almost from an, mm-hmm. an objective standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. And in, within the time of doing that, I realized I went through almost like a healing journey myself. Mm-hmm. But definitely when you speak of higher power, uh, when you speak of getting to know what your heart looked like, I, I, I knew I wanted my heart to feel light when mm-hmm. I felt about the people I'm estranged from. Exactly. Because it was very heavy,
1: yes. And so that framed for you how you saw yourself successful. And I love where you end it, is you saw what you wanted that to look like, right? And so you saw that, and then that became the fixed. Cornerstone of what you adjusted and pursued, right? What you adjusted your behaviors to drive towards, what you pursued not only in your prayers and meditation, but in your actions as well, right? They began to manifest that way. So the the second superpower, yes, is shake off fear. And the reason mm-hmm. why I say shake off fear is I love the acronym, mm-hmm. um, which is popular that fear stands for false evidence appearing real we oftentimes Mm -hmm. set up all of these thoughts these Mm -hmm. perceptions we accept these things as truth simply because that is our understanding in the basis of what we know right but when we want To really go for success, right? And what we saw ourselves as being successful, we have to shake off fear. And fear shows up in the form of you can't have, you can't do, you don't deserve. It shows up in all these different things which are attacking your ability to pursue, to pursue that which you saw yourself being able to accomplish. And so when it rises up within us, we have to shake it off, see that it falls to the side and allow the power within us Mm -hmm. to illuminate so that we can indeed embrace it and go. Now, I will tell you, fear comes on strong because any righteous resolve is going to be tested. Any righteous resolve is going to be tested. So when you make that determination of what success looks like and you make the decision that you want to pursue it, guess what? It's going to be tested. It's going oh, to yes. be it with lies it's going to be tested with worthiness it's going to be tested with you not feeling like you're capable of that you're deserving that you have enough justification enough experience enough education all of those different things are going to come in but i believe if god calls you to it he has prepared the way for you he has prepared you for it and he's giving you the justification that you need to pursue it and so we have have to shake off fear each and every time it shows up.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, um, I love when you said that, that when it comes, these fear and all these circumstances will pop up to almost confirmation bias into stopping us from moving forward, I, I say. And if someone's gone through, uh, I was speaking to a friend of mine, she had gone through estrangement of our own, and she started a job with a new company. And interesting, when she started the job, she from day one, they were a group of people who she felt, they almost excluded that Other than, hi, this is the new person starting the job. Hi. After that point, there was complete blank for the next few months of almost pretending that she didn't know exist. And mm-hmm. oddly enough, she started saying, actually, this confirmed that I'm not lovable. Because mm-hmm. even these people that don't even know me, they already decided I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. So in our low moment, instead of looking, and that affected her job performance, it did affect her, how she perceived herself because I've been rejected by these people and then I'm in this company and they're treating me the same way. What is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. I'm, in, there must be something with me. They didn't even get to speak to me, yet they already have something against me, right? Mm-hmm. So that fear that we have inside with these external circumstances com- confirming this thing that we want to hold on to, uh, because everything around us is taught us that we are unlovable. Now you hold on to someone like that. If she's listening right now, what would you say to her?
1: You know, it's so incredible that you bring this up because this is the exact scenario I faced this morning. Oh. The exact scenario I faced this morning um, with someone who joined my team. It's it's as if you described the whole scenario and she has since resigned, right? And she spent the weekend in her head, just like the person you described. And I'll tell you what I told her this morning is that a couple of things, life comes to teach us. And when we have experiences, they are not to be taken personally. They are to be lessons for us so that we can learn how to navigate with that experience in our hip pocket. Oftentimes we have bad experiences as what you described that she had before. And we mistakenly take that impression and apply it to the new thing.
0: And because
1: we look through it with that tainted lens, we are now... Thinking that we are the victim in this situation, that we're not worthy of standing up to it, and we discount everything that we bring to the table and so what I told her this morning was a couple of things that you have to look at the authenticity of the situation and while your experiences are important you got to let people and situations show up on their own accord right and so you can't take what's happened before and use it as a tainted lens to look at what is there When you know that you're walking into a situation and you have been asserted by getting the job or asserted by earning the title or asserted in whatever capacity, the belief is in you, look for your allies Look for people who believed in you and reach out for the help that you need. Don't just go and try to figure out it on your own because you will resort back to what that experience gave to you and make a very rash and wrong decision for what may or may not be there. So look for an ally. Don't allow yourself to spiral. And then finally... You've got to know and be confident within yourself. And it is a daily process. You got to know and be confident within yourself that what you bring to the table is valuable. It is valuable. And so it's interesting that you brought up that scenario, because before I got on with you, that's 100% what I was trying to help someone navigate. And that's just confirmation to me that this happens Everywhere, And that it's impacting people where we are discrediting ourselves because of experiences we had. And we are now shying away from experiences because we want to protect ourselves from hurt instead yeah. of really allowing our greatness to show up in a way. Mm -hmm. That is acceptable. So that that's what I would say. Look for your allies. Don't discredit what you bring to the table. You are valuable and don't allow your prior experience to become a tainted lens for what is new. Allow yourself to really embrace that refreshing newness and allow yourself to move forward.
0: Absolutely. That is incredible. That is definitely the advice I had given her in the same Obviously, not worded differently, but with a s- similar advice. Mm-hmm. But also, I would like to go further and say that sometimes our brains like to pick up patterns. It makes mm-hmm. connection, it makes this dot connecting the dots. I-, I highlighted what she was dealing with was rejection. Mm-hmm. And rejecting, you know, re- the rejection feeling carries emotions and inactivates certain things within our heart and our mind and our soul. Mm-hmm. And when she went in our environment, that particular treatment was a perceived rejection igniting Mm -hmm. those feelings that were already there, Mm -hmm. validating now, see, look at me. Mm -hmm. I'm completely unlovable. Nobody likes me. There's something wrong with me. It goes back to be deeply embedded in our mind. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And and the unfortunate thing is if we allow ourselves, we can spiral and come to a conclusion that counts us out. And that's where it goes wrong, is that we decide to just take the blow. We decide to just take the brunt of it and Mm -hmm. we discount ourselves to the point where we just remove and count ourselves out. Because in both of those situations, the one that you experienced and the one that I experienced, Mm -hmm. they allowed themselves to get to the point where they concluded that yes. they were the factor that was wrong. And therefore I'm going to remove myself and bow out. And you're like, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Exactly. <laughs> and again, it goes back to that internal dialogue, isn't it? That conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, so when you speak about the strategies about recognizing, so what what kind of techniques would you put in place? Would you advise somebody if they find themselves sinking because it's, it's like a sinking it starts off slowly and then before you know it it goes out of control the conversation the self-doubt uh the heckler inside you gets louder and louder and louder how do you shut that heckler down
1: So it's interesting because success power number three is do the work. So this fits in very, very nicely. And doing the work, whatever context that you're applying these principles to, doing the work in this particular case is taking the ownership to right that wrong, right? So what I have to do is remind myself of some truths. What is the truth about me? Mm. And I have to be very intentional about taking in those truths to the point that I say them out loud so that my ears can hear them and cement in my mind, right? And so on a regular basis, I have a list that I go through and remind myself of my truths. Now, for me, the Mm -hmm. truths are, what does God say about me? right? That Mm -hmm. is how I train my mind. I believe he's my creator. And if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you go back to the creator of the thing and they will tell you the purpose for which they created it. So I go back to him and say, what does God say about me? And those become my truths. And I begin to speak those things. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am loved. I am justified. Like I identify those truths so that I can uproot that lack of truth. The second thing I do is allow myself time to process, Mm -hmm. but not to remain unsupervised for too long right? Because you can begin to spiral, but you need to give yourself some think time, but you don't want to remain unsupervised too long. Because if you remain unsupervised too long, you will get to the point where those two women had gotten to, which is they are the reason why something is not right. When I say unsupervised too long, you have to fix partnership with someone that's an
0: accountability partner.
1: Yes. Someone that you know can speak to you, can mm-hmm. grab your attention, who you believe that can pull you out because yeah. they are the lifeline for you. Now you want to give yourself a chance to think think through it, but you want to rely on your lifeline when you mm-hmm. feel yourself getting so disconnected that you don't you know, bring yourself back. And so you need that ally. You need that lifeline. And those things have been integral. Now for me, because I serve, you serve, right? We have these platforms where we serve. We have to be very intentional of feeding ourselves. What do we feed ourselves? Because we can become depleted because we're pouring out, right? We're in a vein where we're pouring out. So anyone who is like this, you have to have a strategy. What are you listening to? Mm. What builds you up? What feeds into you and keeps your thought processes strong? What helps you stay fixed and focused? And so I have a number of podcasts, sermons, mm. you know, different things that I regularly listen to to edify and build me up because I know I pour out a lot. And yes. so those are different things that are a part of doing the work right and I wish I could say it's just voila gonna happen like there's a magic wand but the reality is that is not the case and we have to do the work
0: yes I love that and I love you said that we have to do the work and you know how you say that what does God um when he made you what purpose did he give you who are you from God's eyes now, mm-hmm. for me, my technique came beforehand, which was positive affirmations. And uh, I am worth it. I am ki- I'm kind. I'm love. Any, any kind of positive affirmation. What I mean, I would listen to, It's just it was 28-minute long uh, video of positive affirmations. It was so much so to my kids were like, oh, my God, here's that voice again. I just put it in the morning. I put it in the evening and whatever time. Everybody around the house got to hear it, too right but it was a way to me to reprogram my mind and another thing that i find in um in a situation when i could be triggered by something because you know when you're going for family estrangement sometimes it doesn't take too many months before you get a, a dreaded call from someone and then you kind of have to sit there and take deep breath in and out right just to sometimes it's when you, we get irritated in that sense our you know our emotional triggers our heart rate goes up sometimes it's about the immediate ways to calm ourselves down you know to stop that negative voice getting out and out again after the event has ended so thank you for sharing that actually and to some degree you do similar stuff to what i do which i have podcasts that i listen to i've got books that i go to uh, and i mean i've got literally a mountain of books and my affirmations and meditation they're my literally go to On the time of self-doubt that that kicks in, on the times of other factors taking place, I go to my quiet corner, I sit down and I close my eyes. Beautiful.
1: I love it. I love it, love it, love it. And and you know what? That feeds right into superpower number four, which is take care of you. You have a strategy and a plan and you have a go-to that you know immediately brings you back brings you back, helps you refocus. And I think what you will also agree is it has nothing to do with manicures and pedicures. Absolutely, it has to do with your soul, with your spirit, with your mindset. It has to do with your physical body. It has to do with every aspect of who you are. And that's about developing a plan to truly take care of you. One of the things that is the is working against us is we function on fumes. We do not put enough fuel. And when I say fuel, I'm not talking about food. We do not put enough fuel in the tank that we're drawing upon. And then we're running on Empty. we're running on empty and so we're running on empty when it comes to our mind we're running on empty when it comes to our soul we're running on empty when it comes to our spirits our finances our professionalism you you pick an area we're running on empty and so it's so important to figure out what is impactful into edifying us. And that becomes a part of our self-care strategy. It's way more than nails, pedicures, and massages. Now, don't get me wrong. I love all of that, okay? So I am not a naysayer of nails, pedicures, and massages. But what I am saying the depth of who you are requires mm-hmm. a plan. And yes. that is prescripted by what is most empowering to you. Mm-hmm. Because when life comes at you, which it will, will. when life mm-hmm. comes at you, you need to know where you can go plug in. Mm-hmm. You know that when I get to my quiet corner, and I close my eyes, I can get myself in check. You know how to plug into what builds you up. Yeah. Everyone has to identify that. And I'll yes. tell you this, one of the most simplest ways to begin with it, very, very simple. It's just to think about five things that make you happy. Happy, happy. I don't really care about what it is. And I'll tell you the first time I did that, yes. I put bacon, chicken wings, candles, <laughs> Mary J. Blige music, yes. And you know, like those were the five things that made me happy. And so when I had moments that I needed a pick me up, Mm -hmm. I knew five things that I could go to really, really quickly. Yeah and begin to pull myself back. And one was vanilla candles. And so Mm -hmm. it was like, where's my candle? (laughs) (laughs) That fragrance could draw me in. And so it could be as simple as starting at what's my top five things that no matter what's going on, it brings me joy. Mm -hmm. And it's not for me to judge. It's not for you to judge because everybody's top five could be completely different. Someone may be pepperoni pizza and someone may be listening to opera. It doesn't yes, matter.
0: matter. You know, with me, you know, that you've heard of the expression that dance like no one's looking. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. So, on top of medita- meditation, another thing that I love, and I love this, is dancing. Mm-hmm. So, about two weeks ago, actually, it's three now because now a new week, I was going through, I was particularly stressed and I, you know, just going through a different life transition. It's a, it's a transitioning moment. And I was feeling it, you know, that when you're about to transition, you know you're doing the right thing, but at the same time, you've got that, little you know, nagging voice in the back of your mind reminding you, have you done the right thing, et cetera, et cetera. My sleep it was getting affected. I'm normally a close, I go to bed, I close my eyes, I sleep. But this time I'm lying there awake. And do you know for seven days, I danced straight. I was dancing every single day without fail and jogging every other day. Dancing, 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 putting Afro, uh, you know, Afrobeats? Afro mm-hmm. like Afrobeats? I literally listen to Afrobeats and I dance it. I even managed to master a whole dancing sequence, like the dancing routine of Salema. I was like, I am going to nail this. I dance my way out of stress as well as meditating myself out of it and the positive affirmations. And I realized um, the good thing is, I think just like me and you, we're quite, we are aware when we're about to enter that state. Mm-hmm. we're fully aware when our mind is taking us in, it, in that dark path where we need to kind of navigate ourselves back up. So that energy has been transferred now. So I danced my way out. I journal my way out. I meditated my way out and I went to coffee my mm-hmm. way out. Yeah,
1: I love it. I, I, um, I love it. I love this entire conversation. Okay, so let me get to superpower number five. Superpower. So we, and this one is hold fast to your faith.
0: Mm. We
1: cannot get weary in well-doing. We cannot get weary in the pursuit of what we saw ourselves as successful, in the pursuit of shaking off fear and doing the work and taking care of ourselves. We have to remain steadfast in it. And that means we've got to hold on to what we believe, not what we see. Because there will be days of contradiction where what I believe does not look anything, anything. like what I see. <laughs> and yes. even in those moments of when yes. there are days of contradiction, we've got to yes. hold on to our faith. Mm. And that, that is the peacemaker. That is the hope driver. That is the digging for determination is what do I believe Because I am not going to give up on that, regardless of what life circumstances, conditions and situations are coming at me. I am going to hold fast to what I believe. And so those are the ones that I have found to be true in my life. I have found that you can apply them to so many different aspects like we did today with family estrangement I I can't tell you how wonderful I feel this conversation has been
0: no it's been I, great and thank you the way you yeah. just the wisdom that you shared and you know you I know you tend to work for more on the business side but I I often find that, wisdom can be applied in so many areas it's about taking that information stitching it in a making in a tapestry of how can you apply this in these circumstances Mm
1: -hmm. yeah this this was great um again I commend you for how you're serving your voice is so necessary and needed because this is the space where heartbreaking situations thrive where broken hearts are more common where um fractured families are more common and i want to just say to you keep plowing keep pushing keep serving because it's necessary and needed there are so many people around the world that are resonating with this message that you cannot give up, and so I just charge you to just keep going forward, and I thank you for inviting me today.
0: Oh, I thank you a million times for coming. I mean, come on, guys. Are you guys <laughs> feeling what I'm feeling? Is your heart not filled? I'm filled right now, Denise, I have to say. It's, um, you know, and you're right, you know, sometimes whenever we're in this space of putting out content, especially in family estrangement, There does come a time when you do question yourself and be like, "Mm." you know, and I know I'm aware people are listening. I can see my analytics that people are listening from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm pleased to see that. But at the same time, sometimes I wonder, you know, people, sometimes they don't want to be reminded that they've gone for family estrangement. They want to, you know, there's a reason why they call it a silent and hidden pandemic because it it needs to be out of the focus. And also Mm -hmm. it's a very, it's a counter narrative to the 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 picture that we have of happy family right so mm-hmm. and I am I, fully aware that my podcast is literally almost against the norm of what happy family is but I'm just saying look nobody needs to we have this one life yes we are energetic we are energy we came here we had a life before we came into this physical reality but when we're in this physical reality it's a very limited time and it's good while we are here to live happy when God put us here he didn't want us to suffer physically emotionally psychologically he wanted us to thrive right and sometimes we stop thriving when we believe we're not worth of the elements that allow us to thrive so mm-hmm. what I'm you know I'm getting people here who can just give little nuggets of wisdom of how you can thrive even though you've gone through trauma so Denise yeah. thank you so much for sharing that wisdom that is all for this week is podcast episode and my gosh didn't you just love that i love it i think denise is awesome denise is awesome right otherwise i know denise as the woman who has a passion for life love and the pursuit of happiness right and she has devoted her life to getting people pursue exactly that now if you want to hear more from denise she has our own podcast she has a website she's on social media so i'm gonna put all her details in the show notes so you are able to find her okay you can thank me later she's gonna add value to your life and she's gonna make you be shift to the side where you need to be To recover. You can see she's very transparent. She said she shared her own journey of estrangement, but not in a way that we traditionally understand it, where people are completely separate. Her one is to learning to live with elements that cause estrangements, but at the same time still be in contact with people who potentially could have been estranged from her. Anyway, that is all guys, and I'll catch you again next week for another amazing episode. Uh, Thank you.